the best minds in wrestling today, and you damn well know it by now. We know more than Google, always have, always will. New show, bigger, better, badder, brother. Twice as famous, twice as rich. 2.0, here we go. Start the damn show already. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mega Power Hour. It's me. It's me. It's the J-A-T-double-B. I am not joined by my co-host, the man that makes ladies scream until they cream. I am doing this intro solo. Uh, we recorded late last night. Um, Got some fun stuff. We... Wanted to go over the Wrestling Observer 2018 year-end awards. And, as you'll see, we brought on our buddy Andy Ball. And we just really, what I thought would be a 30-45 to minute coverage, we did about two hours and didn't even cover half the awards. So, we're going to have to break this up. It's going to be a couple episodes long. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was good talking, um, you know, in my 20s, about 2002, I quit watching wrestling. Uh, just had stuff going on, fell out of love with the product, and, uh, didn't watch for like 10 years maybe, but, you know, Jamie was a big part of, uh, bringing that back. You know, I went to a couple of live shows, and then Jamie, you know, helped me out there. And uh, but in 2019, um, I'm I'm in love with wrestling now more than ever. Probably it's the greatest thing ever. So a lot of that has to do with what wrestling is like. 2018 is probably the best year in wrestling ever. I think so much good wrestling all over the world, and. Um, a lot of that was introduced to me by Andy Ball. Andy, uh, showed me New Japan, which showed me, uh, you know, Okada and Tanahashi and Ito, all these great guys. And, um, also introduced me to Bullet Club, which introduced me to a tag team called the Young Bucks, who I got really into. So with the Young Bucks, I started watching a lot of independent promotions Started following a lot of independent guys. You know, started watching Ring of Honor, Kevin Steen, and Adam Cole, and all these great indie wrestlers, and just fell in love with wrestling all over again. There's so much wrestling now that it's hard to really keep up and watch. But um, it was fun getting together with these two guys and talking a lot of wrestling. So before we start that segment, real quick, I did just want to cover some news. Uh, Bob Armstrong who um, was a legend in the business, actually had his last match this week at age 79, and um, is in Pensacola, Florida, his 59th year as a pro wrestler. All of his family was there, including his son, Brian, who is the Road Dog. Road Dog introduced him. Um, like I said, legend in the business, but um, you know he grew up in Marietta, Georgia, and my dad was actually really good friends with one of his younger brothers. And, 
you know, I, I just remember a hilarious story of my dad telling me when my dad was probably like 16 or 17, him and Bob Armstrong's little brother took Bob's car out for the night. And they were doing hoodlum stuff and throwing eggs at people and stuff like that. And then the next day or, yeah, you know, I guess they egged somebody and the people who got egged were really mad about it. So a couple of days later, they, they noticed the car that egged them and were able to track them down and run them off the road. But this time it wasn't my dad and his buddy. It was Bob Armstrong driving the car. And I guess Bob Armstrong broke two of their arms. <laughs> so... He was a bad dude in real life. 59 years in the ring. That's insane. Uh, congratulations on a great career. I did also want to mention real quick. Um, we talk a lot about. I don't know. It's easy to be negative about. Especially WWE. What's going on. But there was a lot of good wrestling going on right now. Last weekend. The Ring of Honor show was had some really fun matches. They had an hour long Matt Taven, Jay Lethal championship match. They had a really good Shane Taylor, Jeff Cobb match. They had, if you're a fan of the old ECW style, they had a really good Briscoes versus PCO and Brody King match. It was a lot of fun. AAA had some good matches on their show. The Young Bucks showed up, won the tag titles from Blue Bros. And the New Japan Cup still going on. Quarterfinals. Um actually going on right now they had a couple quarterfinal matchups last night and everyone is really i mean there's some really good matches coming out of that tournament so there's a lot of good stuff out there available to watch check it out i highly recommend uh, all those shows i just mentioned um yeah so let's pay the bills let's get our sponsor on talk to you about black tux roadkill is going to talk to you about black tux and then we'll get into the wrestling observer year end awards with andrew scott ball all right, so today's show, we're talking about the Wrestling Observer Awards. We're going to get into all the all the main awards, break, break down our thoughts, opinions, all that. But we did want to bring on a special guest for this segment um, in the wrestling community. He's known as Dishonorable Discharge. <laughs> uh, his favorite wrestling segment of all time was when Disco Inferno calls Goldberg losing <laughs> Which he did cost Goldberg. Yeah, when Disco Inferno tased Goldberg, that's yeah. He's I mean, that's why he was discharged dishonorable. Oh that's boy, sure. he's this never watched the Arn Anderson match in his life. Oh my god, it's no, he's never been to an Arn Anderson art gallery. Is uh, it's our good friend Andy Ball. Andy, welcome to the show. Oh, awesome. welcome to the show, Andy. I see. Uh, had really some great feuds on. with Roadkill. I see why you guys brought me on, man. I... <laughs> That's about as good an introduction as you can get, really. <laughs> yeah, best introduction we've ever given, I think. But no, a lot, of, a lot of these awards have to do with uh, New Japan and other wrestling, which Andy is is very uh, knowledgeable at, so we wanted to bring him on. Though, actually, yeah. the whole reason why I watch New Japan wrestling is because of Andy. So, Hey, the whole reason I started watching wrestling again is because of you guys and the podcast i wouldn't have gotten back into it but mega power 1.0 yep the old days yeah you can you owe us a cup you can suck our dicks later well you can suck james dick i'm not into that <laughs> i don't prance in those fields <laughs> but um yeah welcome to the show man we're uh we're glad to have you on 
I'm glad to be here, guys. I'm ready to get started. I'm uh I'm drinking a uh, Tito's uh, sparkling water in your honor. Well, what what flavor? Sparkling water. Wine. That's a pretty good little setup you got going on. What are you drinking, Bob? I am actually. I was drinking a Topo Chico, but I'm going to drink some Bullet, um, just to kind of fit in with you guys. <laughs> some Bullet Rye. Yep, some Bullet, bullet Rye. Yeah. All right. All right. Get you a little old fashioned going. Well, I'm drinking a special occasion tonight. Good, great to talk to you, Andy. Uh, always a pleasure uh, chatting with you and being around. So I'm drinking Old Pulteney. Uh, it's a uh, it's a Scotch from uh, the Highlands uh, that is aged on sea breeze and salt water, uh, and it's just it's only a hundred dollars a bottle. So it's not that big a deal. No big deal. So Jamie's no. drinking a bottle of whiskey from the show Highlander. <laughs> um, yeah, which is actually I have a Highlander hat and a Highlander hundred episode. Chair. Where the fuck do you get a Highlander hat from? I bought it off a kid at the bar. This kid walked up to the bar. He had no idea what it was. He found it at a thrift store because he thought it was Highlander, the smoke shop. And it was Highlander. I was like, dude, you got to what you like the show. I started talking about Highlander. He had no idea what I was doing. I was like, you talking about he had no idea what it was. And I was like, all right, dude, you got to fucking here's 20 bucks. Give me that fucking hat. I need to wear it. Not you. And he was like, uh, and I was like, all right, fuck it. Here's 20 bucks. That girl that you're with fucking. I'll buy you guys a couple drinks to make you fucking look cool in front of her so you can take her home and fuck her. And he was like, dude, I'm down. So I gave him 20 bucks, and then I bought him a couple rounds of drinks. He acted like he knew me as a bartender. Who's taking that kind of advice from you? I put him over. I put that guy over. He went home and got his willy wet, and then I got a Highlander. (laughs) My God, these kids in Denver. (laughs) All right, let's uh, get right in this because we got a lot to cover. Um we're going to start with the B Awards uh, and work our way up to the main award. But first award we want to talk about tonight is the Worst Gimmick. Worst Gimmick Award. Previous winners include Sister Abigail, Stardust, <laughs> Aces and Eights, Hornswoggle, um, Mike Awesome is that 70s guy. <laughs> I love Mike Austin as that 70s guy. Fake Razor and Fake Diesel. That I love. (laughs) Gobbly Gooker. Just uh, a a who's who of terrible gimmicks. Nash is still here multiple times. Yeah, Nash had a lot of terrible gimmicks. (laughs) How many times was Super Puff on there? (laughs) Don't see him. He was second place every single year. (laughs) Oh, damn. Ten second place finishes for Super Puff. Can't even win worse gimmick. Wow. (laughs) But this year goes to Constable Corbin. He blew everyone else out of the water. Drake Maverick pissing himself, but that's not really a gimmick. Got second, and Lucha House Party got third. But Constable Corbin blew everyone out of the water. Ball, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, with Corbin, I I can't stand Corbin, but – the thing is, is I didn't watch any WWE this year, so it's hard for me to really say if it's the worst gimmick of the year, but I would have to agree it's pretty bad. Drake. Uh, yeah, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> he went from being the lone wolf 
like this dude with long hair, this like Native American looking like badass dude to shaving his head and being like corporate constable guy. It, I fucking hate Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, so I think everybody on earth hates Baron Corbin. Um, Including his mother and himself. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's average. He's just an average guy, but the turning him into the constable, I don't know whose idea that was, but it, it was bad, but eh, it's kind of, I kind of feel bad for him because he's put in that spot, like, you know, what can he do? He didn't really, I mean, he didn't make it better, but he didn't make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad for him that he got in the spot. Drake Maverick pissing himself isn't a gimmick. I don't buy that. So you wouldn't even include that? No. Um, I like, I, why is he not Rockstar Spud? I mean, I just have a hard time. I mean, everybody keeps their name. Why, do he, why can't he just be Rockstar Spud? Yeah, because Rockstar Spud was awesome. I agree. Yeah, Rockstar Spud was incredible. Now his gimmick's like just watching draws. I mean, I agree. I agree that he was like that pissing segment was stupid. I saw it, but like I don't think it's that's not a gimmick really. Um, I know Lucha House Party people hate that because those guys are way more talented than that gimmick. Um, Yeah, Nia Jax, I agree with a hundred percent. She's terrible. But they, but they're using the gimmick. She's terrible, and that's the gimmick. She breaks people's faces on accident. Yeah, she 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 punched a girl in the face and broke her open on on per, or on accident. So she fucked up, and then they used it as a gimmick, which is hilarious. as somebody I mean, who hurts. That's WWE for you. But I will. It's awful. Did it get? I mean, heat, women are did she get heat for that? Marvel. I don't think she got heat because they used it on the show. They liked it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Interesting, before we move on, Joey Ryan got seventh and the Elite got tenth in this category, which I always thought is two over gimmicks, but um, they made the list here. I Any wrestling show I've been to, the Elite is the hottest thing there, so I don't know where that came from unless, like, Joe Cole was voting. Well, there's – I mean, there would be some Joe Cole's voting. Um, <laughs> but but um, Nicholas would have got 11th. Technical, technically, yeah, and that was a terrible. By the way, that was a terrible gimmick. But was that? I don't even know if that was last year. Was it? It would have been Mania of last year, so that would have been 2018, right? Yeah, I'm looking at these honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, we were there. D- Dean Ambrose probably should have won. They've handled him terribly over the last. Yeah. No, oh, his gimmick has been absolute. His gimmick's been awful for two years. Yeah, Elias is on here. I mean, Elias is awesome. The gimmick's awesome. I love a lot. They overdo it. I, yeah. But anything that's good, they overdo. They lose. It would be nice if they would, well, with Elias, they should give him real heat. Like, he should fuck people up and win his match. Like, don't let him get squashed. Give him that gimmick and then let him win some matches and get some steam. Then he gets real heat. Uh, and I actually think he's a good wrestler. So I do too. They blow it by squashing him. You know, they make him like the funny gimmick and everybody knows – Everybody's just waiting to be like, oh, who's going to come out and kick his ass this time? It's like, he should fucking get real heat and cheat and fuck these people up and win. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't. He just he gets squashed every single time and everybody laughs. And he's a comic relief. Yeah. All right, we got to move on. Um, oh, well, I guess we should. So what, is, what are you guys' votes for worst gimmick? Corbin won, but what would you guys have voted? I actually would not have voted for any of these. Mine was the Benny Marcellia. I guess it's the name from the kingdom. I hate him. 
<laughs> he carries an axe. He you don't like when those red around. balloons come up? Oh, and the yeah. balloons that come up, I can't like, I can't, I can't take it. So that I, so that's the worst for me. Also, like evil in New Japan carries uh, a Sith, uh, a Sith around that looks like a Halloween costume from Walmart. But I like him <laughs> as a wrestler. But the but the gimmick's terrible. I agree. Evil's costume is awful. <laughs> if I were to choose, honestly, I'm gonna. To me, the New Day has the worst gimmick in wrestling. I fucking hate them. Because you're so racist? Every time they do what? Because you're racist? Uh, yeah, it's definitely because I'm racist. Um, I just, it's so over, it's the most overplayed gimmick in all of wrestling in the last two years. Now they, like, are, they are getting really old. Yeah. yeah, it's just so old. And like, I don't care about unicorns and pancakes. And every time, every time they show up, it's like, fuck, here goes, I might as well. Do I take a piss and get beer during New Day or during the women's match? Like, how do you compete with that? I was a hard choice to make. I would <laughs> love to see them break up and give Big E a singles push. If Big E needs a singles titles push, let Kofi do his thing, and then I don't know what let what other dude form porno with Paige. I, yeah. I don't know. Film that shit. I, yeah, I think they're headed in that direction. Bring back Greg Maddox's nephew, Brad Maddox. Yeah, bring back Brad Maddox. I'm down. All right, uh, my vote is Dean Ambrose. They fucked him up bad, but he's he's leaving. So, um, best gimmick, previous winners, uh, the New Day, <laughs> uh, Broken Matt Hardy, CM Punk, Straight Edge, Mattitude. So Matt Hardy's on here twice. Uh, Mattitude, huh? Stone Cold won a couple of years. Undertaker won like eight years in a row. Um. Million Dollar Man, Steiner Varsity Club is on here. There's some good ones. Um, Didn't mention Liger. Yeah, Liger's on here. <laughs> yeah, Ball is legit mad right there. Yeah, he was. I'm good. Um, but this year's winner is Velatine Dream. He barely he got 225 votes, barely beating Becky Lynch with 217. Everyone else was way down there. Daniel Bryan, PCO, Tomasa Champa. So Velveteen Dream is your winner. Ball, what do you think? Um, I mean, I had Velveteen Dream as number three. So, and I, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch is more 2019. I mean, she's if 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 they don't make her go cold, then 2019 could be her year. I mean, you're not watching Raw. It's too late. She's already gone cold. Okay, you're right. So, and that's my concern. But I mean, so, but I mean, she does deserve consideration. Um, I'm a huge PCO fan. I mean, the guy has changed. I mean, it's just crazy what he's done this year. And, the the you know, he's not human thing, the different feats he does. Um, I'm a big PCO fan. I agree. Jamie? Yeah, he, he is great. I Gimmick of the year, I don't know. It's hard. I, I like a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm just going to vote for Undertaker every single year. Uh, but not – he's not wrestling this year. He wrestled. He wrestled eighteen, though. Yeah, he wrestled yeah. eighteen. He actually won worst match. We'll talk about it. But um, it uh, it uh, it was it was actually a disaster. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the worst match. But we'll move on. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about Valentine's Dream winning, Jamie? I I think he's cool. I like him. Uh, he's fun to watch. He's always entertaining. I'm all right with that. Um, I'm a. I don't care. I'm going to be a homer, and I'm always going to vote for Kenny Omega because, I mean, anybody who's ever came out as a Terminator 
and does what he does. Did you say you're a homer or a different word for Velma? Like over the fence. Like I hit a long ball, like a homer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Team Dream is super, super talented, super, super young. He has so far to go in this business. And he's, uh, he's, if you've, like, he was on Tough Enough. I don't know if you guys remember. And yeah. even from then, he's improved so much. He does, he, he's got great charisma. He does really cool things to get himself over. His takeover outfits are always awesome. He, uh, he's great. Um, I'm, I'm with Bob. I think PCO, what he did last year was incredible. And watching him live will blow you away. I, I just went to the Miami Ring of Honor show and I, I took my buddy who doesn't watch wrestling at all. And he was blown away by PCO, especially when I told him that PCO was in his 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's insane. I also think Tomasa Champa as a heel was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. number five. Yeah. I thought he was great. I liked the work that Chris Jericho did. It was great. Where would you put, where would you put the villain at? I really like his gimmick a lot. Yeah, that's – I mean, gimmicks – gimmick. he's got a great gimmick. Yeah. I mean, it's, I love Marty Scroll overall. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. But, I mean, when you look at it, because he does so many different promotions right now, he's not really in one place. He, he doesn't really – I mean, sometimes he does, but he doesn't always use that villain gimmick. I would give him seven, 2017, 2016, he would probably be number would, one to three for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, do you think it's a little overplayed now? Well, before uh, he joined the Being the Elite guys, he definitely used it. Because I um, love, I love his gimmick. I love that whole his whole his outfit and the way he comes out. He's 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 top five for me for sure. I wouldn't argue with anybody who picked him number one still though. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't either. I, he's kind of the guy. I, I don't know. I really like him a lot. This actually, this whole list, I thought was great. Like, the well, and even the honorable mentions. Everyone on here, you disagree with somebody, Bob? Oh yeah. I mean, I thought it was terrible. They, they. they oh well. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, I'll, first of all, let me take that back. Becky Lynch, I, I'm really happy for that. She's so over. I think her character is very corny. Her gimmick sucks. I think she's. I think she's a. Nothing more than a stone cold ripoff, and she doesn't do it well. Fair. She just, yeah. she just gets over. Like I truly believe she's so over because she says shit on Twitter, and people like freak out about it. Well, but, and she had the gimmick before, like the last kicker, and like, and also she was the girl that was good and never won, and then all of a sudden, like, got that push, and everybody went behind her, like. I'm happy for her, but I fucking I don't like her gimmick. It sucks. Yeah, I'm happy for her too. I I think she's corny. Okay, but, yeah. So she's better off for um, the charisma thing. I mean, she's got overwhelming charisma right now. So yeah, that, that's a that. better place for her. Um, yeah, if we're creating a character to be a bard in Dungeons and Dragons, I would create her. I'll also say that Daniel Bryan. I don't know why he's on this list. He's never had a character his whole effing career until just recently. Yeah, he's never been. I oh god, I can't talk about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he got third place here somehow. Most overhyped wrestler of all time. Yeah, but I would definitely disagree with Daniel Bryan. Who are you gonna say, Ball? Okay, here's my problems. Number one for me, Silas Young, hands down, the last real man. There's not real men in wrestling anymore. <laughs> We're growing up. They were all real men. They're all none of them are real men. He's he's literally the last real man in wrestling. 
number one for me. No well, problem. Mustache, he looks like you would meet him in a bar and he would destroy you. No, he's badass, <laughs> but I'll say, I mean, I know we really like him, but he's in Miami and he had zero crowd reaction. Well, the, nobody knows who he is. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. We're, we're talking about best gimmick, not most over. Yeah. Because, and number two for me, I love undisputed eras gimmick. I love they're like the they're like the people that everybody hated in high school. I think they play it well. I think all of them are incredible. All all four of them are doing a fantastic job with their gimmick. No, I agree. I I, t- I I always tell people that undisputed era is a new horseman. I mean, yeah, all of those guys are are some of my favorites. And also, Beer City Bruiser. I knew you were gonna say it. Uh, he's, he's he's overweight. He's missing teeth. And his gimmick, when he when he, he he they say he's from the bar. He just came from the bar, so he carries a keg and he walks out of the bar. He doesn't even use the entrance ramp. He just walks out of the, out of the bar area to the ring. <laughs> what a that's a badass gimmick. Bob loves Beer City Bruiser. And yeah, I, I like Beer say, City Bruiser. Nick Gage was really in prison. He's really in gangs, and when he and you really think that when he's in the ring and he talks or whatever you like when we went to the spring break. He said he'd fight anybody out in the parking lot, and I believe him, and I would not want anything to do with that dude. Well, he almost killed that, David Arquette. Yeah. Was that before or after Doink the Clown came out? Because I blacked out spring break. But He was the main event, I think. <laughs> yeah, I blacked out. And 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 honorable mention, Juice and Thunder Lager. Part of gimmick <laughs> is the tire. That's the best attire of, in wrestling of all time. So he's, And he's still got it. He's 54, and it, it still looks like it's 1996, 1997. He's got longevity, that's for sure. He's incredible. What do you uh, What do you got? Oh, Ring of Honor on their Instagram has a picture of some of their wrestlers visiting a children's hospital, and Beer City Bruiser was one of them. It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that. Solace Young and Beer City Bruiser look like guys you would fight in a bar. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys or what do you guys think about Jay White being on this list for best gimmick? Because a lot of I know a lot of American fans don't really like him. It's not a good gimmick. I like Jay White, but it's not a, like. But there's no great gimmicks in New Japan. It's not a that's just not the thing. Yeah, it's not about gimmick. It's about like wrestling, actual wrestling yeah. and talent. I didn't even know. I don't know. I mean, Jay White's fine. He's doing great right now. I'm not not into him. I'm not not into him. You know what I mean? Okay, so next we have promoter of the year. Uh, Previous winners, Dana White has won a shit ton. Vince McMahon's won. Uh, Bob has won. Um, There's really not a lot of possibilities for this award, but this year the award goes to Takaki Kadana. Kadani. Kadani. Who, who uh, runs the uh, New Japan. Uh, s- second place, and actually he just barely beat out Paul Lezavec, who is Triple H, obviously, and then Cody and the Young Bucks are up there as well. No the one else No one else competes. Hey, wait, number four, I just want to clarify, number four, Harold Mage, that is part of New Japan. He's the yeah. guy. He's the yeah, he's, he's the guy that's ruining New Japan. You could, I, there's, there's this, I mean, there's the American expansion is going bad. So 2019, these stories of might be different than 2018. Agreed. But yeah, so uh, New Japan, promoter of the year, Triple H second, Cody and the Young Bucks, who only ran one show or third. Ball, your thoughts? Um, Now, honestly, when I look at this, 
you know, like I listened to Meltzer, the promoter year I, when I when I picked this, it's it's who expanded their business and popularity or financial growth. I can't put anybody but Vince McMahon number one. I don't even like Vince McMahon. I'm not a WWE fan, but Saudi Arabia and Fox, there's just the financial gain that they made without booking and without wrestling even mattering. I mean, I can't. He's number one to me. There's, I just, I just don't see how you can argue it. It's almost like it's, it's almost like you can't even consider a wrestling promotion anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. Like promoter of the year, your job is to promote your company and make as much money possible and as much leeway and headway as possible to, you know, it's like you said, expand your business. If we're going straight up, like actual promoter for promotion i mean vince mcmahon made more money for his company last year than anyone else i do i mean i love new japan and i love nxt and i love the fact that you know triple h paul levesque it's levesque buck levesque expert Uh, yeah (laughs) expert in french last names who knows if that's even french but it probably is um he did a great job with nxt and it is it, it might be the most popular promotion. I don't know. It might be the most popular. We'll, we'll get to stuff. But NXT is awesome. I love I love New Japan. Uh, I can't disagree with you on Vince McMahon. He's ranked seventh on here, which is like Dana White is above. I don't even know what happens. And there's so many UFC fights. I don't even know what happens. So yeah. I don't. I well, can't. I, I follow UFC, but the, some people would say that UFC is on a real downhill. So they Dana White being up here, but I mean, but if you're going off of expansion and making money, I mean, they got the ESPN deal and they had, you know, the Connor Khabib fight was huge. So if you're going based off that, like how you're, you guys are saying Vincent Mann that Dana White does belong on here. I just don't consider, I consider this wrestling. So like, I don't even consider MMA. I just think they're separate. I can't. So yeah, observer. So we're going off the observer awards. And if anyone's wondering why we're doing observer awards, it's because in in a lot of people, well, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, they kind of have the best, I guess the best it's fan voted and people subscribe to observer. I feel like kind of watch everything and, yeah, not our, not our experts, but are the best well-rounded people to vote for stuff like this. And um, a lot like how the Observer Hall of Fame is like a real Hall of Fame you could recognize. Yeah. But well, anyways, so, I mean, I, I see what you guys are saying with Vince, and that makes a lot of sense. He They did make a ton of money. Um, but to be fair to New Japan, now New Japan's not ever going to make the kind of money Vince does, but they did a lot to expand their brand in 2018. I think by 25%. Yeah. Financial growth. They, um, they're trying to expand the U.S., which they're kind of fucking it up, but um, that's opinion, obviously. And um, so, I, I mean, this, this is really based off of the, who, what everyone's favorite promotion is. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, when you talk about promoters – Vince, no one has done what Vince McMahon has done, so it's kind of hard to say anyone besides him. But now, I mean, New Japan and NXT are putting out the best product. Can very easily. Um, now, I would like number three. So, like, I don't consider Triple H as a promoter. Really, I would consider that part of Vince McMahon. So, I, I just can't put him in there. In, in NXT is very popular, and, and you know, and I enjoy NXT, but. 
it's not really expanding anymore. It's about expanding as far as it can go. What I would do, number three, I mean, the Cody and Young Bucks doing all in and then getting AEW started in 2018 with just their cell phones, and that's it. I mean, that's it's hard to not put them in there as well. Yeah. I mean, granted, all that stuff was announced this year, but it's all been in works for the the entire 2018. And just everything they did with, like, started with All In and, and just their promotion. Like, they're they're doing phenomenal with social media. Yeah. Um, I, I'm super excited about what they're doing. Um, well, I do agree with them being on top of the list. A guy that I really thought, I, I would have voted higher for Joey Janela had I not blacked out and fell yeah. asleep at a 17 hour show that started at midnight. I'll put him number four. Well, <laughs> so yeah, he does an awesome job of promoting. I think there's other people involved with that. Yeah. But um, I mean, take away all elite wrestling and what's going on with that now, just based off of all in and what Cody and the young bucks did with all in by themselves, basically, at the beginning, was you'll never see that again. Historic. It was incredible. So they deserve to be on this list just for that. Yeah. Easily. And All In might have been the top show of 2018. You, it's all, you could argue that for sure. And uh, all three of us were at All In, yeah. and it was maybe the most fun I've ever had at a wrestling show, honestly. It was, you guys didn't go to that Luchador event I went to on Sunday. <laughs> well, yeah, I wish we could talk about it. Blake. Blake doesn't want us to talk about it. Yeah. I talked. I talked to him I today. I jumped up. I was jumping up and down and screaming at all in. I can't remember the last time at a rest like a real wrestling event that I've been jumping up and down and screaming. Besides being blacked out at local Denver wrestling, where people are hitting me with chairs and shit because I'm in the crowd. It was like being a kid again at all in. Dude, when the, I, dude, I was ju- literally jump. I mean, I probably drank it. Buck and I probably drank thirty beers. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's your, what's your guys' vote? For mine, mine is Vince New Japan. New, in New Japan, I'm considering Kadani and Harold Mage together, and then Cody and the Young Bucks and Joey Janela number four. All right, what about you, Danny? Yeah. I actually I agree with Ball, except I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Triple H in there because he does I mean, granted expansion is a little different with NXT, but their their brand is it might be the best show on television, uh from top to bottom and he produces that and he's the guy that promotes that. So I I like to keep him. I put Vincent at number one, I put Triple H at number two. Then I do New Japan. Then I do Cody and the Young Bucks. All right. I'm going to go with Cody and the Young Bucks just off of the the amazing event that they were able to pull off by themselves once in a lifetime. Uh, but more along the lines of what you guys were saying, best booker. Um, this is more a category for people like Joey Janela and Triple H. Um, best booker, previous winners, Gato. Triple H, Joe Silva, who runs UFC, Paul Heyman for uh, stuff that he did. Jim Cornette was on here for Smoky Mountain. Vince McMahon's on here, obviously. But this year's winner is Gato with 890 votes. Triple H got second with only 222. So blown out of the water, I think. I mean, I definitely agree with this. But, Bob, what are your thoughts? Um, Gato, I mean, 
Gato deserves one through ten, in my opinion. I mean, because New Japan's growth, like when you're going back to promoters, um, Kadani and Mage, I contribute um, Gato more to that because New Japan lives and dies by booking. That's how they make their financial, like that's where their financial growth has came. Is people have, I mean, that's 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 how they that's how they done so well in the U.S. and that's how they done so well in New J- in Japan. And New Japan before Gato took over was about to go under, and and he has turned into the second biggest promotion in the world. So I and and it's just every year they gain twenty five percent financial growth. I can't. I mean, it's definitely Gato for me. And then I would go with um, trip. I mean, Triple H is booking. I'll, I'll Triple H is kind of old school with his booking. I'm a big fan of him. I'd go number two with him, and then I would go number three with um, Janela, because we just go look at Janela. He booked Nick Gage versus David Arquette, which got a lot of buzz. Nobody ever would have thought about it. He booked um, Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth. He booked PCO versus Walter, Nick Gage versus Pentagon Jr. He, and he also, um, brought, he also brought Marco Stun out of nowhere, and then he did PCO versus Matt Riddle. I mean, those are just matches nobody thinks of that he comes up with. Yeah, I like, I mean, obviously, New Japan, it's not even close. I mean, he books, how far does, how far in advance does he book? Six months? Two years. Two years in advance. In a notebook. So everything is two years. That's how, like, precise this shit is. And he sticks uh, to it. Two years advance in some composition notebook. Uh, he's, I don't know, he, he's probably the best booker on the planet. Uh, he's smart. He, I agree with him being number one. Uh, I, everything he's done has been success. Um, I like Triple H being number. I love the way he books. I love the gimmicks in NXT. Uh, I love the way they book the feuds. Um, just it's a, it is a little old school. You get honestly, you get a touch of the eighties, touch of the nineties, and touch of, of what's now. Um, with the booking in that. I like him at number two. I'm Cody and the Young Bucks, number three, just for, like, booking that event. Just for booking all in was phenomenal. And Joey Ryan, you know, having all that storylines, everybody's storylines through everybody's company tie into all this stuff uh, was awesome. And then Joey Janela, the fact that he got Doink the Clown, and, you know, I'm best friends with Dan Severin. Uh <laughs> He got Dan Severin, but he he Joey Janela is that guy that kind of turns uh, coal into diamonds, if that makes sense. Yep. Like you were saying, he he kind of he can take some crazy weird shit and make it a party. I mean, that's his thing. Like make it a party, make it fun, and everybody's going to get crazy. And who knows what the fuck's going to happen? The Invisible Man is going to win the Rumble and then die. Like you you just never know what the fuck can happen. I mean, he. He put over an invisible man, so he's incredible. Yeah, so I agree with everything you guys are saying. New Japan, by far the best booking. Um, you look at just what Tanahashi, the Tanahashi storyline, that w- what like lasted the whole year, where he had a terrible first half of the year. He was losing matches. Um, everyone was talking about how he's washed up, and then he's able to persevere through all that fight his way up to um, Wrestle Kingdom with the Kenny Omega. They build this whole story about how he's old school and he hates what Kenny Omega does. 
and they even have that during the match to the point where he has to try to do new school moves to try to defeat Omega. So like go against everything. He's like everything they do there is so like you, unless you're paying, like you have to pay attention to notice this stuff. That's how good the storyline is. You can't be on your cell phone. If you're on, right. the, there's no reason to watch new Japan. If you're going to be on your cell phone, like you have yeah. to be paying attention to see how good they book these shows. But I'm mad was ball right there about cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's awesome. NXT, the way they do everything is perfect in my opinion for American wrestling. Like their show is perfect. That's how you should do wrestling. A one hour show with great characters that pay off at big events and their takeovers are always phenomenal. Um yep. and then what you guys said about Janela, I agree with as well. Like he has he does fun shit. This year's spring break, he's doing Rock and Roll Express versus LAX. I mean, who who the fuck thinks That's to book incredible. a match like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. So I agree. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, I was wondering if we were. I I was worried about Mania because we're in Rock and Roll Express. I didn't know if we needed to be there or not for that match. Yeah, we should go, I, dude. I would go to New York and just go to spring break. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's gonna be seven hours, and I'm gonna black out. And I'm not gonna know what's happening, but it'll be a blast. It'll probably be me, you, and Dan Severin. Yeah, Dan Severin's fighting Frank Mir at uh, Josh Burnett's Blood Sport. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, in a wrestling match. All right, so our next award: worst promotion. Um, previous winners: TNA. Every year since like 2007. So <laughs> man, that's terrible. The last 11 years. <laughs> which is hilarious. WCW in their later years is on here a lot. Um, WWE is on here a couple times. AWA a lot in the 80s. But this year, overwhelming vote for WWE. Um, 612 votes. Second place was only 156 votes. AAA, which has some wacky booking. Yeah. Um, wacky impact, fucking contracts, too. Impact in third. Bob, your thoughts on this? Um, uh, hold on. Let me shake my glass at Rachel, see if she'll refill it. Oh my god! <laughs> well, didn't work. Um, WWE's number two for me is just their booking. I, I'm just disgusted with their booking. I, it makes me, I just have a hard time even watching it. Triple A, I can't speak. I've heard bad things. Impact Wrestling, I can't see number three. Impact is, um, I hear they're doing good things. It's just nobody cares anymore. Lucha Underground is who I had as number one because they just they they had something good going and they're about to go under. I mean, who I didn't know they were still around. Um, only thing else I wanted to add was ROH. I I'm a I'm a fan of ROH, but this year for ROH after New Orleans, they it's just been uneventful and they they completely relied on the elite or New Japan. They made record profits, but it was really because of elite and New Japan. They did nothing to to better themselves in 2018. 2019 is a different story, though, because I'm really enjoying their product and I'm enjoying the talent they signed. Yeah, I mean, with Ring of Honor, the problem, like, so, like, what to go on what you're saying, you know, Ring of Honor is, you, went through a huge transition. You know, like, yeah. they're, they're, losing, they're losing a lot of guys. Like, a lot of shit's happening. AEW's forming. Uh, New Japan steamrolling. So, like, they basically had to reset everything so they signed some talent they're and i do i agree with you i like where they're headed uh they didn't really do much they kind of rode some coattails and had to deal with 
some weird booking in 2018. But as far as worst promotion of the year, it's not even close. Like WWE, the shit that they do, it makes no fucking sense. It's literally like the people from Days of Our Lives are writing the shit, and it's not <laughs> like it's not even. There's no wrestling anymore. Like if they, I, I don't know it. It's just fucking awful. If I see the New Day versus the Usos one more, if I ever see that happen again, I might retire from wrestling completely. I might just be done. So fucking terrible. And, you know, Impact actually is doing some cool stuff. I just hung out with her at Knockouts Champion. Uh, she's killing it. Like, Impact is getting better, but nobody cares because it's Impact. And yeah. Kind of weird. And a lot of shit's happening. Um, but yeah, Lucha Underground is pretty much dead. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know what's. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you deal with people like. I mean, they were dealing with like weird people, Conan. Like, there's just a lot of shit going on in there for the last couple years. Hey. Well, those those Lucha contracts are insane. They're, the contracts in Lucha are ridiculous, and AAA is whatever. Like, there's some weird contracts in that shit too. But WWE, just the booking and the storylines. I mean, there's no writing, like there's no stories. Like the thing that I love the most, uh, you know, we're people who've watched wrestling for 30 years, at least 30 years. And we know more than anyone else that's listening to this about wrestling. The The thing is you go out and you tell a story, like you tell a story where it's a big guy versus a small guy. It's David and Goliath. Or if it's, you know, this gimmick versus if it's the firefighter versus the fucking policeman or whatever, you know, the policeman versus the jailbreaker, like, you tell the story and you tell the story with promos and your get use your gimmicks. And then you get in the ring and you wrestle and you have to tell a story for that. And WWE has literally told. Oh my gosh. That's how bad, <laughs> that's how bad WWE is. They just sent a train to, to block me out. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that was a WWE train. That was a WWE train. It was probably moving shit from one pile to another. Um, but they just yeah. you know there's no the, the art of storytelling and it's it just it's gone in that it, the point where they can't even you know Undertaker can't even tell a fucking story in WWE and he's one of the best storytellers yeah. ever like Shawn Michaels drools when he goes in that like nobody can it's so fucking awful I don't it's, know I mean it's really bad they didn't have one good show all year and they <laughs> It's it's really hard to watch. It's really hard to watch anything they do. It's unbearable. And, uh, Lucha is poorly run, but WWE, I, I would vote for WWE as well. And you know, Impact is a sad situation because, like you guys said, like they have a lot of talent and they have some really cool matches. And LAX is phenomenal. They're, they're and, great. Um, they do some really great stuff, but it, it, just nobody can watch it. So, and you, if you're trying, you can't even find it. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. It's on a channel that only like they're on a hunting channel now. Yeah, and I think their debut episode on that channel only had like twelve thousand viewers or something. Did you say I mean, a hunting channel? Yeah, yeah. So what? Nobody watches it because everybody's out hunting, or like yeah, it comes on at like ten o'clock on a hunting channel or something. I don't know, but it had twelve thousand viewers. To put in perspective, like when Raw sucks, they have two point one million people watching <laughs> but, yeah. but but impact had a million viewers at one point it did and i actually really liked impact for a, a 
quite a while. I mean, they're doing some cool stuff right now. And Don Callis is a smart dude. And Jimmy oh, Jacobs is writing for him. And um, they have some good things going on. But they, they need a TV. There's somebody who needs a TV deal. Or give up on TV completely and just do it on Twitch and just promote that. Dude, I don't yeah. know. but. Do like Ring of Honor and do do what they do. Or they, I mean, they got Lance Storm now, right? Like they, it's who, it's Callus, who's who's buddies with Storm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Storm is trying out. Um, actually, this weekend. Yeah, he's okay. trying out. I mean, that's a huge. We talked about that. Uh, yeah, just a huge fucking ad for those. Guys. Have you heard yeah. about Have you heard about the D, DVR saga? No. no. Oh, oh, oh! I heard Melter talk about it last week. They so like if you tra- if you want to watch it and you have the channel and you DVR it, you have to DVR it four times because it breaks up in thirty minute segments. So you have to do four separate DVRs if you want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. So what like, the fuck if, is that? So like, if you DVR, like you set your DVR, I want to record Impact Wrestling. It's only record the first thirty minutes. You have to DVR Impact Wrestling and then the three shows after Impact. Because <laughs> the station doesn't even know that the show yeah. is two hours. I mean, it's, ter- That's it's terrible. That's like fucking a dead fish. No, their TV Maybe. situation right now is legit embarrassing. It's bad. Yeah. ROH, you guys talked about ROH. They, like, totally relied on the elite way too much, and it, it got really bad. I thought with the elite gone, they're either going to, you know, it's a sink or swim situation. <laughs> see what they're made of i think they brought in a lot of cool guys and it's looking up for them right now their their anniversary show last week was i thought was awesome fun show fun show yeah it's a fun show to watch so i think roh will be okay they're always gonna be okay but the thing about roh is like they don't really want to like they're not i don't think they're ever going to kind of grow to anything bigger than what they are they're just kind of they're just yeah they're just which is fine yeah it's fine all right, we got to move on here. Um, we're going to go with worst feud of the year. Previous winners are probably going to be hilarious. Oh, Randy Orton <laughs> versus Bray Wyatt. Nikki yeah, Bella yeah. versus Brie Bella. Um, yeah. Shane McMahon versus Kane is on here, which is hilarious. Ho- Hogan versus Warrior in 1999. That storyline was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I ran down the docks barefooted when yeah. Warrior came out. <laughs> Hogan versus Dungeon of Doom from 96. Um, Flair versus Junkyard Dog, 91. Don't even remember that. Hogan versus Slaughter, 92. Oh, Ultimate Warrior versus Papa Shango, one in 93. That <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah. When Papa Shango made him vomit everywhere. Hogan uh, versus Giant Gonzalez was god-awful. But this year, the winner in a landslide was Sasha Banks versus Bailey. 433 votes. Second place, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley only got 92 votes. Ball, what do you think? Well, I did not watch WWE this year. My only thoughts are when I looked at the, the top 10, nine of the top 10 worst views of the year were WWE, which is hilarious. <laughs> and the only thing I got to say that, that I, the only one I would vote for is AJ Styles for Shinsuke Nakamura. It's because Wrestle Kingdom 10, they had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. And then what, there was all this hype of them doing WrestleMania. And from WrestleMania on, it was nothing but a disappointment, which I hated to see because those are two of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it was – you're right. It was tough watching those dudes. Like, the WWE dropped the ball on booking them. They could have had an old-school feud that lasted 
for a whole year. Those dudes could have fucking fought for a whole year and it would have been great. Um, and they blew it. I mean, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Sasha Banks fell off the map. Bailey to Bailey sucks. Uh, best friends with Bailey hung out with her at Mania in Dallas, but Bailey to Bailey sucks. How is what is Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley? When was that? What? Why is anybody even talking about Bobby Lashley? That was when Bobby Lashley first came back and he was a face, and Zayn was doing his thing with Owens, where like Zayn was a terrible heel. Yeah, he was so bad. I remember that. It was just it didn't make any sense. I mean, and Sasha Bobby- Banks versus Bailey is like the WWE fucked their feud up. There's nothing those girls. This is kind of like Corbin. Like, there's nothing those girls could have done about it. Like, they they tried to set up this feud and then like only use them on TV parts. Like, it was so fucking weird how they did that whole thing. And then all of a sudden they were best friends again and they won the tag team titles. But um, I agree a hundred percent with Ball. AJ Styles versus Nakamura, which should have been like the greatest, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. They fucked that up so bad. The build was terrible. It's, they acted like they didn't even care that that match was happening. And then everything after WrestleMania was even worse. And all they, all they did was have Nakamura give people low blows. Like a year ago, he was one of the best wrestlers in the world. And now he's just giving people low blows. Now he's cheating to win. Like, Oh my God, it was so bad, dude. They could have wrestled at mania, went a whole year with a feud and then had a blow off at the next mania, a straight year feud. And it would have been phenomenal if they booked it. Right. And really, if you look at the list, I'm not gonna lie. Undertaker and Kane versus Michaels and Triple H. That when I that's like watching the movie K Packs with fucking uh, the guy who rakes. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Is this a movie you wrote? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. K Packs with all the fucking old retards wearing sunglasses in the old person home. You don't remember that shit? Never seen it, but it was so bad. It was just watching. The, it was literally like watching 20 people just drool on themselves and fall down. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll just go ahead and go right into worst match of the year. Um, let's see. So previous winners, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Man, people really hated that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, that's, that made me stop watching WWE. John Cena versus John Laurinaitis was on here. Uh, <laughs> what? John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. Undertaker and Kane versus Chronic goes on here. Uh, <laughs> Pat Patterson versus Gerald Briscoe in an evening gown match is on here. Goddamn, I loved Chronic. Yeah, Chronic was badass. But this year's winner, Undertaker and Kane versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H, Saudi Arabia. Blew everyone else out of the water. Reigns versus Lesnar on here. Um, no one was close to that Saudi Arabia match, though. That four legends that were just embarrassed by having to do this match. Bob. All right. So, again, like with worst feuds of the year, worst matches of the year, when you look at this, these are all WWE. I didn't really watch WWE, and when I did, I only watched matches that were considered good. Now, with Undertaker, Kane, Michaels, Triple H thing, I know it was bad, but like just hearing Meltzer say it wasn't the worst match of the year. It was just, it was a bad match, but there's probably a, a thousand worst matches there. It's just in a key spot. And the gifts for this were terrible, though. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. um, that, that and so when, this is the one that stands out to me. The other thing I want to say is Reigns versus Lesnar, that wasn't a bad match. That was the crowd that in WWE that ruined that match. 
yeah, we yeah, were sure we were at that wrestling. Well, me and Jamie were at that WrestleMania, and that was the worst crowd I've ever been around in my life. God awful! During I'd rather wait match. in line in Dallas. I'd rather wait in line in Dallas. Yeah, during that match, I was so mad at the crowd, I couldn't even watch the match because I was just focused on how ridiculous the crowd was acting, and it was it was really embarrassing. But that's a WWE show now. It was so bad. I would. So waiting in line in Dallas was like when you're you're standing outside of Auschwitz about to be fucking <laughs> drove in in the fences when they open the fences up with all the barbed wire you're about to be drove in. That's what waiting in line in Dallas was like. And I'd rather do that than deal with the crowd at in, in New Orleans. So fucking bad. But that Undertaker and Kane versus Michaels, like I don't know what happens in Saudi Arabia except for they're just pretty much bad at everything. They chop off hands and women are women don't matter and they drive i don't know they I don't, oils and thing I, I don't really know they use up a lot of cloth uh there's a lot of cloth usage in saudi arabia <laughs> but yeah, the fact I think that that's they what just put the match from night if you put this match in 1998 this match fucking sells out anywhere yeah anywhere so that obviously they haven't watched wrestling in 25 years. Well, they were they were wanting. I know I, I would hear stuff like when they they signed that Saudi Arabia deal, they were asking for people like Andre the Giant. To, to yeah, who's like, dead? Yeah, he's been dead for 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 two thirds of my life. Yeah, they yeah, they haven't watched the Saudi Arabia guys who wanted the show haven't watched in like 20 years. No, they just they have, asked they for are, they asked for them. Ultimate Warrior. They asked for. Crazy yeah, people, yeah. So, I mean, I I agree with what Bob said. Like, I don't think that was the worst match, but the fact that those guys like had that many botches and messed up so bad, it was obviously on a bigger stage. And you're talking about like, especially with like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Triple H in a way, like hardcore, like legends, like top of the line, best wrestlers of all time, and all time. and they had like six botches that are me- like gifts now or memes or whatever the fuck you call them. and making so, fun of them yeah so that's kind of why that probably won when there will when there was worse matches out there but i mean any any carmela match is going to be terrible she's oscar and carmela is on here twice for two different matches <laughs> yes <laughs> and oscar well, is awesome yeah um but uh i mean it, yeah it's sad but I don't know. Um, yeah. I, so I have a question for you. Uh, can I ask a question to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'll allow in it. Ni- in 1993, uh, I just want to know if this was the reason why this was bad. In 1993, it was the four doinks. Bushwhacker, men on a, Bushwhackers, men on a mission versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Head Shrinkers, and Bastion Booger. Uh, that got worse match. Is it because Bastion Booger didn't show up? No. Bastion Booger, I believe, showed up for this match. How hilarious. That had to be uh, Survivor Series, right? I don't know what the fuck it was. It was... Fuck, it was uh, Why did Bushwhackers and Men on Mission dress up as Doink? They were the four Doinks. They just... Men on the Mission... Because the four doings got him, and men on it was before Mabel turned on Mo, which actually Mabel turning on Mo is what taught me as a child, like as a young child, what heel turn was. Like 11, 12 years old, watching men on a mission versus smoking guns, 
when men on a mission raise their hands, smoke guns and, and clothesline them afterwards, I'm like, Oh my God, they just made, they're just bad guys. Now bad guys are good guys can be bad guys. Of all the great angles in the history of wrestling, Mabel turning on Mo is what changed your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mabel clotheslining uh, Billy Gunn from the Smoking Guns. They raised the Smoking Guns, beat him for the titles, and they raised their hands and then turned around and clotheslined him. And it was like, it blew my mind. It was like the first time I've always watched wrestling and saw like bad guys, good guys, people turning each way. But that was the first time I was like, fuck. They're bad guys now. Like, what? Fuck. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on. All right, guys. We're going to stop part one right here. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. We have a lot more to cover, a lot more awards. We haven't even got to the main awards. Not even close. So, you know, we had a lot of fun doing this. Um, We get together. We can talk wrestling for hours and hours and hours and hours. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys like this and, uh, we're, we're going to bring part two and part three later on, obviously. And, um, hope you enjoyed it before we sign off. I did want to just real quick talk about, um, a little WWE news and notes. AJ Styles has re-signed with WWE. Shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, I know a lot of people thought he, you know, he's really good friends with the Young Bucks in real life. Maybe he would go to All Elite, but... His position at WWE is very good. He's a superstar in every sense of the word. And I'm sure he was able to negotiate a hell of a deal for himself. AJ Styles, somebody who really deserves that. So, very happy for him. Also, Kurt Angle's retirement opponent has been announced. And it is Baron Corbin for right now. A lot of people upset about this. Um, You could hear as he announced it, the moans and groans. Nobody wants to see Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle, especially for Kurt Angle's last match ever. Big disappointment if this stands. Kurt Angle actually the next day posted on Instagram, my farewell match will be against Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. I realize it's not the most popular decision from a fan's perspective, but I will make Corbin tap out on the biggest stage of them all. And I hope you can share this moment accomplishment with me on April 7th. Baron is a legit tough guy. It won't be easy, but it never is. Hashtag it's true. Hashtag WrestleMania 35. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag wrestling. Listen, Kurt. If you have to go on your Instagram and try to convince people that this match is worth watching, you guys made a real mistake. Man, I feel bad for Kurt. He has been used terribly ever since he came back. This is embarrassing. Hopefully, they change their mind or this is going somewhere else. John Cena, something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Please tell people about our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube page. Jamie is, hopefully right now, while I'm doing this outro solo, he is... uh working on that Facebook page. We are on anchor.fm is our main page. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, everywhere that you could listen to a podcast. So tell a friend or two, uh, hit me up. If you have anything for the show, um, we take all the feedback. I mean, you guys talk about audio issues almost every week. We do what we can. Um, so hope you enjoyed the show. See you guys next week.